Hello, everyone, and welcome to Culturally Relevant, a podcast about film, television, art, and culture. I'm David Chen, and joining me today, he's a senior writer at New York Magazine. Terhaka Love, welcome to Culturally Relevant. How are you doing tonight? Hey, David. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm excited to talk with you about probably one of the most notable cultural events that's happened certainly <laughs> this year, um, possibly in the last couple of years. But we're here because a couple nights ago, I don't know if you were watching live, but I was having a, having a nice little Oscars party. I was not. I, I couldn't do it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, completely understandable. And uh, I was, you know, watching the Oscars, and the first two hours were very normal. You know, kind of like, oh well, some cringy bits, and some of the stuff landed, and some of it didn't land, and some of the awards were cool, and you know, everything was kind of going normally. It was uh, not like an amazing ceremony, but it was just you know, just fine. This kind of like just like it was last year, pretty much. Um, and then Chris Rock got on stage to introduce the award for best documentary. Uh, and he starts doing some crowd work, you know, starts like riffing, starts, starts making fun of people in the audience. Mm -hmm. And he then settles on Jada Pinkett Smith as someone to make fun of, uh, and makes a GI Jane two joke, a reference to the Ridley Scott movie, uh, which is then followed by Will Smith getting up on stage, slapping him and then sitting back down and then screaming at Chris Rock. Now, when he got up on stage and slapped him, I think a lot of people thought, oh, maybe this is like a bit, you know, maybe right. this is like a, a funny thing. And and even if it wasn't a bit, it, it still could have been played off as like a funny, a funny thing. Like even if he was genuinely mad, he he gets up on stage, playfully slaps him, sits down. Like that could have still been kind of the night could have gone on without any really interruption. But then he he screamed at him, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth," twice, very loudly. Now at home, we had no idea what was going on because they bleeped out all the audio. But later on, uh, we found that in the UK, in Japan, in Australia, they played the entire thing unedited, which is which is just bizarre to me, by the way. That like beautiful uh, other countries found out before <laughs> us what happened, so we had to go to Twitter to figure out what happened. Right. But I am now going to play a, an unedited clip of what happened. Obviously, there's going to be language here. Here we go. Jada, I love you. GI Jane too. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> That was a that was a nice one. Okay, I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a GI Jane jump. Keep my wife's name. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So that was how it actually went down in the room. And as me and millions of other people were watching, trying to figure out like what exactly had gone on. Was it real? Like what was happening? We found the unedited clip. It was clearly something that uh, Will Smith was very upset by. And a, a lot of people who were watching, including myself were, were rattled after that. This is, had just occurred. 
Um, I have more thoughts on that, but I'm curious, Tarhaka, since you didn't watch it live, like how did you experience the slap? Uh, uh, since yeah. you probably watched after the fact or on Twitter. Yeah, I definitely watched it on Twitter. Um, I had no idea about what was going on with the Oscars. I wasn't even checking like who won for whatever category. I was asleep. I, w- I woke up the next day and I-, I wake up super early in the morning just to get things started. And I check Twitter and I see that Will Smith is is trending. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on? I hit it. I'm like, okay, clearly he's won for uh, King Richard and all this type of stuff. So I, 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 I look at it and I'm like, oh, he just smacked the dog shit out of Chris Rock. Like that, <laughs> that just happened. That absolutely just happened. And I think I went through in a much faster way, a much faster sort of like process than the folks who are watching it live. Like, right. I right. saw him slap him and I was like, oh, that's absolutely real. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, yes. That's absolutely real. Well, so when I, you started I think yelling I knew when they that, cut yeah. the audio that it was real. Right. Because there was no way they would have scripted something that they would have to cut the audio for, right? Right, so, right, yeah. right. But but what? many people were like, it's not even whether or not it was real. People were trying to figure out like, why, why did this happen? Will Smith, who in general is a pretty put together person and has spent decades cultivating his public image. Right. Uh, like, he, he seemed to lose his composure in a very big way in, in front of a very large audience. And, and so that was... It's kind of shocking to see. Um, yeah, at least it was for me. So, but your your experience was much more compressed, right? Yeah, it w- it was it was, and I thought it was hilarious. I'm not even going to hold you up. I thought it was really, really, really <laughs> funny. Um, because it was it was just great. I couldn't stop watching it. I just really couldn't. I th- I thought Lupita was a star. Um, in the background with her facial expressions, and she honestly, her face is what sort of like helped convince me. That this that this was real because she was like oh mm-hmm. oh oh this is oh like she's having the whole process that we as an audience were probably having trying to watch that over and over but yeah I watched it over and over and I and I took a few notes you know what I mean like yes. I thought I thought it was powerful that Chris Rock himself just withstood that just like just took that on the chin and was like hold up hold up no he got he got rattled of course but he popped back up he didn't he didn't even take a knee like. And it seemed like Will was very much in his Ali bag. You know what I mean? Like he had that the the head position. He had his left hand up in that southpaw. He had he had his um hand up to his jaw ready just in case Chris Rock actually has something for him coming back. I thought it was I thought it was a really really like obviously messy, chaotic, and there is repercussions and all this sort of stuff and the moralizing and all that sort of okay, fine. For me, I saw a very, very human ass interaction. Um, yeah, and and one between colleagues, between people who exist across um, the same sort of like class sort of spectrum. Um, and yeah, one dude. I mean, I'll be real with you, man. I, for how from how I grew up, honestly, like people get slapped. You get slapped. Like you, 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 it just it just happens. Yeah. 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 You know? So, so yeah. I guess uh, I've been thinking a lot about this moment for the last couple of days since it happened. Um, and to, to the point where, like, people are, have actually started becoming annoyed with me. You know, I've sent out, like, I don't know, five or six tweets and made, like, a TikTok about it. And, like, people are already, like, over it. They're like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, why are you still talking about this? It's like, dude, it's been 48 hours. And I think <laughs> it's the reason... I'm transfixed by it is because 
I kind of held Will Smith, like Will Smith occupied kind of a certain space in my mind of this guy who was like wildly successful and um, spent a lot of time, again, just being really careful about which roles he chose because mm-hmm. there's this very specific image of and kind of every person that he wanted to cultivate. Uh, and then for him to lose his composure in this way was a surprise. And it's like, you just don't expect, yeah, you know, a, a, people in general to lose their composure like this at a night that's broadcast like just you know period the end for a broadcast like this i would have been Mm -hmm. shocked if anyone lost their composure uh then for for it to be will smith was surprised (laughs) then he gets up later and then he kind of has an opportunity to uh apologize for it Mm -hmm. uh and i found i personally found his speech to be deeply troubling like Mm -hmm. the way he kind of connected it to uh, he he kind of to the said role. It was an act of love in some ways that he was like pr- be, being very protective and like, uh, and he kind of equated you know this physical act of slapping Chris Rock with like an act of love and it it didn't sit right with me personally. Mm. Um, and then of course there's this reaction where like online every single possible take and opinion exists right <laughs> like it, it, the most extreme the most mild in either direction exists. Now and so I'm like okay I'm I'm fascinated by this also because it's these two men as well these two like mm-hmm. very successful uh men in Hollywood um and of course they're black and that is part of it as well I will say that when I first saw it when I first saw it happened my my reaction was that violence is never okay it's not cool to ever lift your hand against somebody just because they said something against you it's kind of like uh, how I was raised in some ways. It's kind of like what I've been taught to believe. And I also didn't think that anyone would have a different opinion, Toronto. <laughs> you know, so I log online and I'm like, oh, well, everyone's going to agree. Not cool what Will Smith did. And I was kind of surprised to find that, like I said, every single possible take exists. But uh, but many people seem to think that Chris Rock was in the wrong and, and were defending Will Smith's actions. Uh, you wrote a piece at Vulture called Just Bitch Slap the Whole Academy, <laughs> uh, which is, is a very enjoyable piece. I'll link to it in the show notes, and I'm going to read part of it here. You identify, first of all, quite uh, properly that, quote, this isn't the worst affront in Oscars canon. Uh, beloved racist John Wayne attempting to assault an indigenous American woman, Sasheen Littlefeather, in 1973, the standing ovation given to once-beloved predator Roman Polanski, and hell, even Green Book winning Best Picture all outpaced the slap by a long shot in that department, and acting like it is denies our cultural sensibilities. Uh, You then continue, in American culture, black people are both commodity and fetish. The flooding responses to this spectacle more than highlights that. It leaves any false alarmism stinking of racist misread, end quote. So tell, tell us a little bit more about that, Terhaka. Like, what, what do you mean? I mean, I think, I think I understand, but just explain from your perspective what you mean about false alarmism and, and the reaction to Will Smith's slap. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that when things like this happen, one, it's really funny when people are like, you're still talking about this? And it's like, obviously we are. Like, <laughs> and, and you like talking about this. Like, we we like this stuff. I kind of just want to be, like, honest about that. Like, I like this stuff. Um, so 
So yes, I'm gonna talk about it. It is um, drama and it is messy and it is playing out on an international international. Stage, shout out to our our folks in Australia. <laughs> like I if for <laughs> if it wasn't for y'all for y'all we would not be here. Yes, um, yes. But no. Uh, so for me, for me, it's like I I don't want to do the the false moralizing thing. And I think what happens when we start saying things. Like, oh, you know, there's no place for violence. And you know, and, and that's not like a, it's, that's no dig against you. Because Will, Will said it himself and a lot of people say that. Like a lot yes, of people Will say. Will Smith has since apologized yes. on Instagram and said like, there's no place for violence. And, you know, he uh, it was it seemed to be, uh, seemed to recognize that what he had done was improper in that moment. But yeah, but go ahead right. and finish what you're saying. Right. And so, but, but for me, if I, I know, I know what it's like to live in this country on this side of the, the world. And so I know that there is actually many places for violence. <laughs> I know violence is just a currency. It is just violence is the air. It's in, it's in our being. It's our, it's in American culture. It's the foundation. So if we already know that, I'm starting from a premise of, okay, I know that violence exists. I know that violence is a part of our everyday life. Um, and that's why I can bring up the actual violences that happened at the Oscars, the most recent being Green Book, which was, I'm sorry, in affront to my <laughs> sensibility personally. Okay, well, when you say there's violence all around it, I mean, let me say this, right? I, I logged online and, and I'm thinking to myself like, oh, everyone's going to have the same opinion on this, which is like, it's mm -hmm. not okay to hit someone after they say something. And since then, I've started kind of learning about all the other positions on this matter, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the positions that I think is interesting is this idea that America accepts so many forms of violence around us in reality all the time, right? Like there's, and, and I'm curious, like, and so like now that you see it on screen, like it's suddenly not okay. What are some of the, when you say that there's violence all around us, it's in the air, like, are there any specific forms of violence that you're thinking of? Just so I, I have an, a clear understanding of what you mean. Um, I mean, we can, on so many levels, my God, on so many levels. Uh, I mean, we can, we can even talk about the particular violence that, that place these two, men at odds with one another and part of the genius i think of that headline and and i didn't write it d lockett wrote it um editor at vulture who is just dope um the genius of that headline is that it's pointing out the academy's role in this right like this isn't this isn't just something that popped off on sunday this is something that's had six years to gestate at, the, at least six years to gestate right because the point you make is that the academy has paid chris rock to get on stage and make fun of people like Jada Pinkett Smith, right? Not just that, but but think about the timing of this, right? This was in 2016 when he when he had his return hosting gig at the Oscars. What was happening in 2016? The Oscar So White campaign was popping off. People were actually criticizing the Oscars for being white as hell. And so what did they do? They re they called Chris Rock back who had one of the more, I guess, controversial hosting gigs, but they call him back so that he can be their token and stand in front of people and, and make and legitimize the Oscars as a black man. But not just that, right? He goes on Vanity Fair and he basically undermines that entire movement and calls out Jada Pinkett Smith and, and Will Smith. But he, he calls out Jada specifically and implies that she would never be nominated for any award at the the academy awards anyway which is what which is which is um pointed to the idea that they were boycotting that year because of oscar so white 
So Jada and Will were boycotting that year, and he makes fun of their boycott. He makes fun of Jada's boycott by saying, girl, you wasn't nominated anyway. And it's okay. Okay. Heard you. You're a comedian. You can say what you want, right? Mm-hmm. We just talked about how calculated Will Smith is, how much he thinks about this stuff, how much he thinks about persona. We also know that in the last year, as he has been pushing his books, his films, his new YouTube, his new Facebook uh, show, his YouTube, all this sort of stuff, we know that he has been sharing the deepest sort of psychological issues that he's been dealing with for the entirety of his career, right? We know that this is calculated. He sort of, he has now made the switch to social media. He calls it his fuck it 50s, which is something that I guess he got from Denzel Washington, Mm -hmm. which he mentions in a GQ article, right? So, So he's entering this period. And this person he has a history with coming after his wife. Not too long ago, you know? And so when I see that, and I know what I know about their relationship, and I know that Will has done his damnedest to come in public and talk about all the weird shit that he has put his wife through and also the weird shit that he's been through. Like, mind you, this is the same man who said when he was in his 20s or, yeah, when he was in his 20s and having sex with girls and stuff, he couldn't handle it. So he just throw up as he, as he would orgasm. So, you know, like, he shared that with us. Um, so, so... What I'm saying is that, yes, there, there, it, it felt like it was like this eruption of a moment, but there's history here. And I, like, like I, you, you felt like it was kind of almost a culmination of a lot of different things as opposed to just like a random thing that came out of nowhere. I don't, I, I absolutely like, I do feel like, you know, it popped off in the moment. And, you know, sometimes you see red, you see black, whatever, whatever you see when you go off on somebody, you know, that happens. So I, I get that. But I can't divorce that from the idea of Chris Rock coming after her. And I feel we don't we don't know enough about their we know we know a lot, but we don't know enough about how they actually interact behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. But if you see your wife, right, in, in 2016 going like pushing for this campaign, boycotting this is something that she thinks is important. And you have this. 50-year-old comedian, you know, who is supposed to be a colleague, and they're coming at they're coming after your wife for the sake of white people, for the sake of the the, the fucking academy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a posit that. I'm a, I'm a note that, you know. <laughs> yeah. that, that lets me know that you ain't, ain't, don't give a shit actually about me as a as the quintessential black celebrity couple. That's cuz that's what the Smiths are. Like and there's a level of protection that I think Will Smith employed for that fact about being a respected black celebrity couple and the respect of his marriage. I do, I do believe that those two things were happening um, at the same time. And that's the reason why I sort of went off. And that's sort of why the reason why I can't really hold him up too much. Because, you know, like, again, I have been slapped. I have also slapped people. It's just a, it's just a quick wake up call. You know, <laughs> right? I, I think that a lot of the reaction to this may break down to whether or not you feel it's okay to slap someone, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you feel it's okay to slap someone, then you see Will Smith slap someone. It's like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happens. That's a reasonable reaction to something. Uh, but well, if you don't, then you see it happen, and it it can be very disturbing, right? Yeah, and also I I don't. Yes, 
It is about slapping. It is about the physical thing. What I don't want to miss, what I don't want to go ignored, is what Chris Rock actually did. Like, because I saw some things on the socials today about how Chris was being mature in that situation for not coming back and hitting Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Will, I don't. I do not believe that Chris Rock was being mature. I believe that he was making a business decision on two different levels. Will Smith is a large man. <laughs> That's one. Mm-hmm. Two. Yep. He wants to be invited back to the Oscars again because, as we already know, he cares. He cares about this, and Will Smith does too. Absolutely cares. But what Will Smith was willing to sacrifice in a moment of passion, heat, whatever, what he was willing to sacrifice. Was that, le- that not legitimacy necessarily, but just like the kosher public face, right? He's, I'm not just like the goofy, like man child. You know what I mean? I will yeah. slap the dog taste out of him. Like I will, I will, <laughs> I will beat your ass. Like, and that's West <laughs> Philly. I, I mean, I'm in West Philly right now. The streets were buzzing. You know what I mean? We're very, very, very excited that we got one over on Bed Stuy over the weekend. Um, so. <laughs> You know, to me, it's like, it's like, yes, it's about the slap. But Chris Rock scanned the audience and looked at Jada Pinkett Smith and said, I'm coming after her. And it wasn't the first time that he did it. And so I can't hold that man up for, for for, for stepping up to him and, you know, popping him just real quick. Just real quick, just just to let them know you're not going to do this again. And you know, I would have been fine if it was in if it was private. You know, if they went backstage and he popped them. Mm-hmm. That the fact that it is public, hey, listen, it's more entertainment for me. You know. <laughs> um, I'm curious. You know, did you have a chance to see David Dennis Jr.'s piece today over at Landscape? Yeah, that's my former coworker, my guy. Yeah, he he wrote a piece called "Comedians Get Slapped All the Time, Just Not the Ones You See on TV." And he makes the case uh, about Chris Rock, uh, and I'm going to read from the piece here, quote, Rock has been regarded as a dangerous comedian for the way he has discussed race, peppering as much commentary about racism into his sets as possible. But how dangerous is he when you spend much of your career punching down to poor black folks and black women? Remember, in Rock's most famous bit, he recounts that when I go to the money machine tonight, I ain't looking over my back for the media. I'm looking for the, you know, N-words. Sure. It was an eight-minute rant about the type of black people who scare him. And he's been obsessed with demeaning black women, chastising his black female guest on his HBO show in the late 90s, making a whole Netflix comedy special in 2018, essentially about his ex-wife. And of course, Good Hair, the 2009 documentary, was 96 minutes of shaming black women dressed up as an intellectual deep dive, end quote. I guess I'm curious if you have any thoughts about Rock's career and if you agree with that assessment that he's kind of punched down and maybe this was a time when he he couldn't get away with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Listen, I had my, my Chris Rock phase and the biggest, and, and the thing that, the joke at least that would echo across the annals of academia and the street was was the difference between black people and niggas. That was, that was his thing. Like there's a separation and it is exactly the ethic that you're talking about now where it is um, a, a hatred of poor people, um, uh, this sort of like, uh, this antagonism towards poor and working class people. He has that for sure. That's a part of his shtick. Um, and, I, and, I, and it's interesting to me that, again, we're talking about the Oscars. This is somebody who has shown himself to not actually care, not just about black women, although we, we can see 
that, that there is something there. There's a pattern there. He doesn't care about black people. <laughs> he doesn't care about black people. And it's sort of, you know, I understand that I'm saying this to you, a non-black person. And so that kind of puts me in a weird position to like, you know, put black people's business out there. But since we, I mean, we're here. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've reached out to you in the spirit of like trying to learn more and understand, you know, what I, what I don't about the reaction to this. So yeah, I appreciate you coming in and taking the time to share with me about it. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing. There, there, not every black person actually cares about black people, especially very, very wealthy people, especially people with a lot of power, things to lose and, and have demands from particular types of white people that they have to meet. Um, and Chris Rock just happens to be one of those people. And maybe he just gives it up to the cause of comedy because I, because honestly, when you see a guy who sits alongside Louis CK, right. And fucking Jerry Seinfeld. And I believe Chappelle was there. I can't even remember now, but allowing Louis CK to say nigga and not even say nigga, say, say the actual, you know, whatever, like, and for him to just laugh along, I like nothing, like nothing's wrong with that. Like, this person does not care about how actual black people move and behave and are respected. Like he doesn't care. So I, 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 it's a, honestly, I, David, David is, is, is right about that in the sense of like, I now I haven't seen many comedians get slapped in their face during a set, whether it's the open mic, you know, on 52nd street, or if it's, you know, Dave Chappelle in his in his Netflix special. I have never seen that in my life. And I wish I could see it more often because a lot of people deserve it. But what I will say is that, like, there are people that com- sometimes comedians do actually have to answer to somebody. And when you're a celebrity at this level, a lot of times you feel like you don't have to answer to nobody. But if you're going to go after somebody, he and, and I think Chris Rock actually believed that he was he was punching down. But he he didn't he just didn't keep in mind that this is damn near black royalty when it comes to when it comes to celebrity stuff like it's them and it's like half of the royal family with megan's half you know what i'm saying like that's mm-hmm. this is black royalty um <laughs> right. i guess you're, the obamas you're are Will Smith and jada pinkett smith are like as close to black royalty as you can get yes the obamas are up there if you you know however you feel about the obamas <laughs> um <laughs> but it's it's it when it comes to hollywood it's the smiths and i think chris got it twisted a little bit like and I think he might have believed that they was cool and they are not cool. Um, but but yeah. you come for the Smiths and, and Will is has already shown that, like you said, he's calculated. He's gonna, he cares about what his persona is. He is also in a very particular time in his career where he literally called it the fuck it 50s. And if that wasn't the damn, like that wasn't the message. <laughs> if you didn't see that as he was walking back after slapping the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth, if you didn't see the fucking 50s written all over his face. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it seemed like a man who didn't give a damn at that moment. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about, like, the takes, the reactions to this. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, reading your piece, you're obviously cool with it. You know, people get slapped. It's a thing that happens, and he he came for the wrong dude. He did it in the wrong way. He yeah. misestimated his position. He thought that Will Smith would never get up on stage and slap him. And, and that's why he did what he did. That's why mm-hmm. Chris Rock did what he did. Do you think it is it is acceptable? Is is there any way in which it is acceptable to to take the position that this was not okay? You know that like 
violence is not the answer and that like you shouldn't react to anything someone says with hitting them like what 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 are your thoughts on like there's obviously ways in which it's over the top and ridiculous the way people have reacted yeah. to it right like people have like in in a now deleted tweet Judd Apatow said like he could have killed him you know and like <laughs> yeah he's going to be probably be living that one down for a long time <laughs> yeah. but is there any way to react to this and to still condemn the uh slap in a way that doesn't strike you as tone deaf um or i think what's the uh what's the uh term you used racist misread you know i'm curious yeah. like yeah how you feel about like people who have a different a different position on this i mean i don't i mean you know everybody's different everybody grew up different so i i imagine that people are going to sit sit with it a little differently it's going to hit people a little differently you know i i get that um in terms of like determining whether or not this was kosher it i i don't think it was like obviously i think that was the point you know what i'm saying like <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I i i don't hold nobody up for saying something like um wow this act of violence i, I just wasn't because it was a shock like it, it was a legitimate shock what i what i think i have an issue with is more so people not doing necessarily what you're doing in the sense of like you have that take right and you might give that take but you're still thinking about that take like that specific take like mm-hmm. is that is that real is that accurate like should I is this perspective as honed and as sharp as it can be? Right. I'm I'm trying to like interrogate the take. You yeah. Know, like I obviously like formed my opinion real quick. Um, but I, I was honestly stunned to see that there was there were different takes on this, you know? And yeah. and I'm trying to be like, okay, what's behind my version of this? Is there anything I'm not factoring in? I uh saw that YouGov did a survey. Do you see this? Um YouGov no. did a survey. An organization named Blue Rose did a survey. What? Uh, um, <laughs> just sur- surveying, like, um, uh, were Smith's actions right or wrong? So the, the question YouGov asked was, were Smith's actions right or wrong? Mm-hmm. And 61% of U.S. adults said wrong. 21% said right. <laughs> um, 64% of men, 57% of women said it was wrong. But one of the more interesting stats is the older you are, the more likely you are to think that Will Smith's actions were wrong. So if huh. you were 18 to 34, only 46% of people thought Will Smith was wrong. But if you're 65 and older, 72% thought Will Smith was wrong. Um, huh, yeah. B- Blue Rose did a, uh, a survey as well, and they found pretty similar results from the age perspective. They also found that uh, that thinking that they, they, they asked a different question. So because it's a different question, you're going to get potentially different results. But their question was, which side was more wrong? Chris Rock or Will Smith, right? I, I mean, that's a, that feels like a more accurate way of asking that question. Right, sure. right. Because I think it's, it's, you could make the very easy case that both of them acted inappropriately, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they found that people who thought Chris Rock was more wrong were correlated with uh, A, being younger, B, mm-hmm. uh, lower income, C, lower education. And if yeah. you make more money or you're higher educated, you're more likely to think Will Smith was wrong. Um, yeah. Which I think is, I just thought it's fascinating like people, that people, yeah. there is such a division about this topic. People are more, much more likely to align with someone who they believe has power. And, and what's interesting is that like, or, or they have a perspective that is more aligned with the perspective of the powerful. So 
I think a lot of people agree with Chris Rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I also think that a lot of people are are like racist as hell, and and um, and I think that there is a moment that we're having with comedians right now that that is that we can see sort of borne out in terms of generations, right? In the last couple of years, like young people have really shown themselves to be kind of fucking tired of comedians. Like stand up comedians, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's I think that's sort of borne out. Like uh, with Chappelle, with the, the simply looking at the numbers of how a stand up comedy actually does now, or just like thinking about the controversies that all these stand up comics go through um, in these little enclaves. I think that there is also on the other end this belief that comedy as an art is this sort of like sanctimonious art form. Like we're supposed to keep it how it is these people should have carte blanche to say whatever they want to say because of freedom of speech and all this type of shit. Um, and I think that that, that can also be borne out generationally as well, because I don't know. I think that younger people are m- much more likely to sort of be like, Hey, it's on site. You know, if, if it's, if it's a real problem, they're, they're more li- likely to shout you down if they're at your, your comedy show and like call you out on your shit. Older people who have this sort of respect for stand-up as an art form and the, sp- the certain comics that they have respect for um, overwhelmingly being men, right? Um, I-, I think that has something to do with it. The other thing is that Will is much more, is, is on the side of the Black woman. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry to make it sound so fucking, like, harsh or whatever, but that's that you can kind of, like, boil it down to that. Because a lot of people, again, are coming into it from a position of it's Will versus Chris or something like that. And then you you sort of stack up who's being more mature, who's being more right, or who's being more wrong. Nobody's actually dealing with the idea that Chris Rock actually came for Jada Pinkett Smith on numerous occasions. Like, so for me, I, I kind of get why it would be skewed like that. Um, we have younger people are much more irreverent towards um, stand up as an art form mm-hmm. or stand-up comics as icons within our cultural landscape, because they just don't move the way that they used to. Or um, just kind of maybe even the idea that there's like such a thing as ceremonial propriety at an event like the, the Academy, the Oscars, you know? Like, right. Like if we're going to do all the tuxedos and Armani's, like if we're going to do all of that, then you coming after my wife is, is just about as unkosher <laughs> as me stepping up to you and slapping you in your mouth. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? I, yeah. Where I think Will could have done a little bit better, maybe if it wasn't public. That's that's all I got though. Like I'm yeah. not I, I don't have anything wrong with the slap. I, I just don't. What I have what I have an issue with is that maybe he could have won his his best actor trophy and then stepped backstage and and you know backhanded him real fast and, and went back to his seat and nobody would have saw it, right? But but then I wouldn't be able to be on this podcast with you and talk about <laughs> <laughs> We, our lives would be so much poorer as a result. Was, like, right? I would not be as entertained. Like, I would, the last 48 hours would not be as lit as they have been. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> l- let me just ask you this question as we wrap things up here. And that is, uh, I am curious, I-, I think many people react to this, react to Will Smith's actions negatively. They don't perceive their reaction as having a racial dimension to it. Right, hmm. like if it was a white person getting up on there and slapping someone, they would also think that is wrong, right? But hmm. I think a lot of the reactions have been construed as racist, and I am curious mm-hmm. 
what is it about people's like what what is it that you hear that makes you feel like okay like that that has kind of a racial undertone that that either makes you uncomfortable or that you kind of look askance at uh well okay um a number of things okay in addition to like the Judd Apatows and the Mia Faros of the world calling this like the ugliest moment, I don't even like that word. The ugliest, right? It's, like, it's like, already, like people it's kind already... of. So that's that's a that's an easy one, right? Like people kind yeah. of overinflating the importance of this moment as as if like other terrible things had not happened at the Oscars before, right? Like yeah, and, and I so, think people, yeah. and I think there's like this over emphasis on the white gaze, like what we, what black people are doing in front of white people, um. Like and, and there's something to that in terms of like respectability and all that sort of stuff, but this idea that like a a dude basically doing follow, checking all the marks of of heterosexual you know prowess where where this is what we talk about right like this is what this is what the heteros want this is what the mainstream <laughs> people want I don't get like this is what I'm saying I don't get it like how do we get to the point where Oh, now he's You're like saying a we, we live in a culture that, in many ways, like glorifies yes! macho actions like this. I mean, I would I would argue that you know there is a counter reaction to that in in movies such as you know one of the movies that was nominated, like The Power of the Dog, which is kind of an indictment of that kind of macho behavior. If only I, The Power I, I of the Dog was that, much that, that more interesting movie. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I would agree <laughs> with you that our culture is saturated with. This idea of like you have to stand up for your woman and, and stuff, you know, like the the counter reaction to that doesn't come out of nowhere, right? It, it comes as a reaction to that. Yeah, um, I can, but I, I think I, like many people feel like they they stand they stand for the reaction to it, like they stand for slash mm-hmm. or they stand against uh, the idea of toxic masculinity, the idea of like this macho behavior being like your signal as a man, and so that's why um, they would condemn something like this because this is kind of like a manifestation of the old conception of masculinity, right? Yeah, it is. And and I've seen, to that point, I've seen people call Will Smith a thug. Like, Will Smith, you know, summertime, Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and this, whole, this whole thing of like, oh, I didn't know that we could assault people at the Oscars. I, ma'am, like, like, Again, we have seen so so much actual violence take place at the Oscars. We see violence every every year at the Oscars. We do. Like, it's not physical violence. And I think sometimes people start, people feel a type of way about the spectacularity of, of physical violence. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about, like, violence for real, the, the damage that, that the Oscars have done to films as a culture, like, what are we even, what are we talking about? Um mm-hmm. But yeah, for in terms of racism, yeah, I, it's it's in a lot of these it's in a lot of these posts. I, I would say that you know calling Will Smith um, a thug, uh, saying that he's like now an assaulter and doing all of this sort of stuff. And honestly, a lot of this stuff it might not feel like it is like like oh I am now calling Will Smith the N word or anything like that. It's more so like why do you have a take on this? Like what? What? What is? What is the moralization of a white person? Like, what is that doing for this conversation? You know what I mean? Like, 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 what does it mean that all these celebrities who are who are being talked to are are are, are like? 
why do they have to have a say on 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 how this goes either way? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that they talked to Coleman Domingo after the fight <laughs> or the slap because <laughs> it definitely wasn't a fight. <laughs> um, they talked to Coleman Domingo after the slap on the on the carpet or whatever. It might have been for the Vanity Fair party, and they, he's like. They're like, what happened there? What do you think is going on? And Coleman was like, I believe that Will Smith is a very passionate dude. <laughs> and he's like, as as uh, for someone who is also from West Philly, as a passionate dude, I get it. Like, obviously, it's not a good look bringing it to the stage. But in terms of the passion of it, I get it. This, again, when we come to the idea of like, we start dehumanizing these people. Because I'm not, I don't, I'm not in the business of dehumanizing either one of them, because like this is the thing with Chris Rock. Chris Rock, you had a choice. You always have a choice. You had a choice to say what you wanted to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you and you said exactly what you wanted to say. And now that choice comes with certain consequences. And he wasn't ready for Will Smith to be willing to like sacrifice that stuff, sacrifice all appearances to to actually stand up for something that he has been sort of marketing for the past like two years, right? Like this, this is the brand babes. This is the brand. You got to protect the brand, you know? Yeah. So again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody who has a critique about this is racist. I don't necessarily believe that they might be a little bit more respectable than me, um, which I'll fully take ownership of, but there are a number of people who have thrown their little take into the ring and it just doesn't make too much sense to me. Uh, I'm looking right. at Alec Baldwin specifically. <laughs> what in the hell are you doing, sir? Yeah. What, not, where, not are you a, about, where are you about the murder? Not somebody we need to hear from in this moment. Right. I, mean, I, think it's, it, I think there's a couple things in what you said, right, that, that I, I react to. Number one, everyone feels like they need to have an opinion on everything. Right. And yes, it's not this is not just like internal selfishness or solipsism. It is like like I, I've gotten tweets from people saying like, hey, David, can you please weigh in on the Ukraine thing? I'm like, dude, I have nothing of value to add to this conversation. You know, like it's not just like I feel like the urge within me. It's like people ask me to do this. Right. And so but it's like and I'm sure like many people, many white celebrities are being asked to weigh in with their opinions way mm-hmm. more than ask me to weigh in with my opinions about Ukraine. You know, So I can imagine there must be some pressure on some degree. But I think also, if, I'm, if I may um, project a little, Turhaka, I think that there's this idea that we all watch this collectively and many people, white or not, formed an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And then there, I see this reaction of like, like you should not share your opinion because this is this is not this does not concern you, and I think uh, mm. a person might react like, well, it it concerns me because I was watching it on television and it took place like in front of a massive audience live, you know. I think that's um, fair. So that's that's kind of my reaction to what you have to say is like, on the one hand, I agree that people don't need to have an opinion on everything. Like it doesn't benefit society that everyone feels like they need to have an opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I feel like. We all watch this thing. It's like a thing that like was shocking and mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not unreasonable to me that like everyone feels like they have a reaction to it. You know, uh, obviously some reactions more reasonable than others, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I've seen the opinion of like, you know, this has nothing to do with you. And it's like, well, we all kind of watched it on TV together, you know? 
Yeah. So no, I yeah. I think that that's right. I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I I what I have a problem with is is the the nature of the take. What is the mm-hmm. character of the take? And and a lot of the takes, unfortunately to me, is sort of dip into that that racial antagonism, or they're just not they. Sometimes it's like the focus is just not there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I what I don't want to keep missing is that Jada is at the center of it. Right. Like, it's it's this is about Jada. It's it's it, it is about Will slapping the dog again. Love it, but it it's about <laughs> Jada. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And she came out and said, you know, we're about peace and all this sort of stuff. Um. But you but you're right. I everyone can have their take, and they invited us to have a take on this we're in like even before this honestly will smith invited us into his relationship we know right, way like too much implicitly by putting all his stuff out there he's he's kind of inviting us to react to it yeah right and yeah. so it's not that i mind that non-black people are are having the conversation but if you're gonna have the conversation you gotta be knowledgeable about something it can't sound like a black on black crime argument mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it can't yep. be the argument where it's like oh I, I non-violence i don't want to see yeah okay we don't want to see violence i got you we don't want to see it but it's it, it it's everywhere <laughs> it's everywhere it's it's in the streets it's in it's it you know what i'm saying like yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it, it's at your job it's it's everywhere and especially anti-black like what are we talking about so I, I want it's, the it's na- kind of like when people say like this is not who we are when in fact like you know, this like is biden extremely. was saying like this is not who we are and it's like for a lot of things and it's like oh it's kind of who we are in many ways it's, right it's almost yeah. it's almost it's almost entirely who we are <laughs> like <Yeah>. it's, it's, <laughs> so it's almost literally all of american history is committing yeah. violence in some horrible and, way so and, yeah. and i don't want to be a downer about it that's just kind of I, I my thing is like i accept that as part of what american history is and so if i know that about american history i'm not going to walk into no event or walk into no situation like this and be the one to be like, oh, violence Violence is not the answer. It, it is actually the answer to a couple of questions. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> was, was it the, and, and, and I think your position is it was the answer in this case. Yes? Right, right. Was it the answer? I, to me? Yeah. <laughs> he got him to shut the hell up. He got him to shut up. What did he say? He said, I'm, I'm not going to talk about your wife no more. Bet. The slap worked. All right. Sorry, well, Sorry I don't uh, mean to yell at you. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm gonna let's let's wrap things up here. I'm just gonna say, uh, if you've enjoyed this conversation, thank you so much for listening. You can find more episodes of this podcast at culturallyrelevantshow.com. Email us at culturallyrelevantshow at gmail.com. Follow this podcast on Twitter at crevshow. That's C R E V S H O W. And this uh, a podcast is powered by Simplecast. Check out simplecast.com for a great podcast management and analytics solution. I want to thank Turhakalov so much. He's a senior writer at New York Magazine. He's a new piece for Vulture entitled. Just bitch slap the whole academy. <laughs> Tarakalov, I, I am truly grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to come here, uh, explain things to me. And I know it requires like emotional labor to do to educate people. And I'm very grateful for it. So thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, David. You make it easy, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>